Oh, howdy ho, officer. We've had a doozy of a day. There we were minding our own business, just doing some chores around the house when kids started killing themselves all over my property. What, were they psychos? Or... They look like psychos? Is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. So 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out, the sharks took the rest June the 29th, 1945. Well, what do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. Welcome to the Death Rattle Horror Podcast. We are your mavens of macabre, your darlings of darkness. So allow us to guide you into the depths. Today we have with us Lola Stone, as always. Hey, yeah. We've got Chainsaw Pete. Hello. And we've got Jess Bradford. Hi. And uh, yeah, we're here to talk about the best movies since uh, 2010. Best horror movies, anyway. What's, no? your, what's your name, current narrator? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the thing. I'm Bloody Mary. Usually I'm very shy unless somebody calls me from the other side of a darkened mirror. That's so... Yeah. yeah. Thank you for your um, stepping outside your routine for us. Yeah, no. It's no problem with us. <laughs> so, tonight we've decided, you know what? We're in a motherfucking horror renaissance. It's been glorious. I yes. think we can all agree on that. We decided mm-hmm. to bring up and discuss our favorite eight movies from the last eight years, 2010 to 2018. And let me tell you, that shit was hard to narrow down, which is a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to kind of, you know, ramble on and uh, sing our songs and, uh, you know, suck some dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Who would like to start? Why don't you go ahead and start, uh, Jess? Because yeah, because yeah, Jess you, has not okay, been on, on an episode since a million years ago, back in August. Perfect. Well, yeah, I was just I was making sure that one of my movies came out in the right amount of time, and I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. Good. Um, so none of these are in any particular order. Um, I'll read out my list to you and then we can discuss them that sounds good you want to just tell us the first one and we can just go in like a round robin okay um so like i said not in order but this is in order um get out has been my yeah, favorite that's on my list too yeah. that was an excellent movie yeah. it didn't make my list um primarily because of lack of rewatchability for me i guess hard to hmm. explain but it did like it was amazing the first time i saw it but to me it yeah. was kind of like a um, bottle episode type movie where like I'm not going to return to it probably yeah I, I rewatched it a couple times because there were different things that I wanted to focus on um, like background characters overarching themes like sit down and rewatch the right. casting was really good yeah 
And I also thought it there was a there was a way to describe like there's a term used for racism called weathering and you know I think that the sunken place was a a, a really good way to describe the effect that you know having to deal with racism over time you know you sort of feel out of control you've been removed and and I kind think of that, depressed yeah and it and you know I I just felt that it was important it was an important way to describe what that sort of feels like over time like misogyny has that same sort of effect yes you know yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I just thought it was genius. I loved it. It really was. It was chilling. Like Catherine Keener and Bradley Whitford were like perfection for those roles. I couldn't pick. I couldn't picture anyone else doing it. Right. Yeah, and it was a good breakout film. I'm excited for the next. Oh, oh, I can't wait. I know. Yeah, I'm super excited. I like barely watched the trailer because I want to just go in blind, basically. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Sorry, what was that? Oh, no. (laughs) I was just going to say, is is it related to Candyman somehow? No. I think Candyman is a separate future project for him. Okay. Yeah, Tony Todd was like, I'll play any role you want me to play. (laughs) I love him. By the way, I've never seen Candyman. (laughs) Yeah, same. I th- again, this is shocking. I think that's probably again, it's probably because I'm a little bit older. But you, there was not a sleepover that did not feature Candyman. I mean, I I don't know how I missed it, but I, I will watch it. Okay. Yeah, and it, it's <laughs> I, I think it stands. I think it stands up. But then again, all right, I'm gonna list my. I think that's right about Candyman. You what? I think um, it does stand up. It's it's worth a watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like and, um, both. Uh, I like Virginia Madsen, and I like Tony Todd. So, yeah, it's a little bit dated. Where you can tell it's eighties. A little bit like um, it was like nineteen ninety five. Oh, same difference. It's, it's yeah, it's dated in some way at least. Um, yeah, it's it's solid though. I I'd recommend that one. Okay. Yeah, maybe too. I'll watch it today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to list my first movie, but we do not have to discuss it because okay. <laughs> because we had an entire episode devoted to it. All right. So, The Witch. Yes. 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 And we can move on because that's all. Okay. <laughs> if you want to hear us um, fall in love and out of love and back in love with, um, you know, that uh, Robert Ever... Robert... Eggers. Sweet Lord. Robert Eggers, then listen to our episode that is titled something like The Witch is a Goddamn Masterpiece. Well, that's that's pretty straightforward. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thought I'd get right to the point. Yeah. All right. Um, bloody. Me. Okay. So, um, yeah, I wanted to put, I, I put the invitation. and ah. Yep, that's on mine. Yeah, and I, mostly because I feel like Karen Kusama is one to look out for. Definitely. Um, I liked, I, you know, I like Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer's body. I'm glad it's having a bit of a renaissance, mm-hmm. but I, th- that movie, I, 
again, it was uh, what we see a lot lately in horror movies is sort of the nightmare of dealing with grief. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just thought it dealt with it in, in a very interesting way. It, it went sideways real fast. Uh, I mean, I really liked the protagonist. I thought he made all the right decisions. Which hardly ever happens. Baby Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we called him in a previous episode of a That's right. former show. Yeah, Baby Tom Hardy. But yeah, <laughs> I, it's a solid movie. I would, I, I would recommend it. It is. It's, there, there's just like such little subtleties that are like chilling. You're just like, ooh, I'm nervous. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's the uh, God. You know that character actor that was in the Zodiac, and he was the clown. And yes, Morrison yes. Uh, I forgot his name. Well, uh, we'll Google. He was it. also in Fargo. That's, but it's I know. <laughs> well, that's the only. He, and he's so lovable in that movie. But any other time he like comes on screen, I was like, uh oh. Is it John Carroll? Yes. Yes. yes, the bald guy. Yeah. I was gonna say he has three names. <laughs> yeah, like John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Yep, that's why he did it. But yeah, that's fine. he is but, really good at being creepy. Yeah, I'm sure he's a nice man. Yeah. All right, Chainsaw Pete. What what have you got for us? I have Baskin. <gasps> yes. Okay. That's yeah. outside the box for sure. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, oh, me neither. It, it is a wild ride. It is, I think, um, uh, it's foreign. I forget what, it's like from what foreign du- territory. Dutch or something? Tur- Dutch? Sound- Turkish? Turkish. Okay. Turkish, Turkish. Yeah. All those sound Close right. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. And it is, like, kind of like, a, like when Hellraiser was creepy. Yeah! With the Cenobites, <laughs> yeah. like, that's what Baskin is. But for, like, but for a whole 90 or 110 minutes, however long it is, it's, it's super creepy. It's this, like, cop, and he just encounters this thing and then he starts seeing visions and it's it, it's demonic I, I i said hellraiser but also like i think of the game the video game doom um, like it's as creepy and weird and you're kind of like seeing hell right before your eyes yeah and it's so effective and so engaging and like the whole movie i was just um like i just bought into it i was it's uh, it really grabs your attention and you're there for the whole time. And it's unusual. That's the thing. I mean, it, I I appreciate people who are willing to take just a huge artistic leap. And I think that film just it just goes there, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, I heard it was like really um, like a lot of body horror. So I think that's why I haven't watched it. Yeah, I just looked up photos of it. Um, and it looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's gross, it's a little bit gross, but not in the way, I, I wouldn't call it, like, in a torturous way. Just okay. It, in, in a creative horror way. The way, okay. in, the, in the gross way we like. I know, it's weird, I tend yeah. to, like, um, <laughs> I tend to shy away from body horror, but I just realized my favorite horror movie is The Thing. Oh, oh. <laughs> Which makes oh. no sense. All right. Um, I agree. I, I'm not into... I, I don't care for body horror either. I'm usually not attracted to that. And, like, when I finished watching Baskin, I didn't have that sense. Yeah. Okay. Like, 
at no time when I was watching it did I did I kind of feel like uh, oh this is like um I kind of felt that way about Human Centipede but I don't feel that way about Baskin. <laughs> it wasn't like gratuitous. Only right. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wrote Baskin down. I'm gonna watch it later. Later yeah, in my it's life. It's worth it. <laughs> um, Jess, what you got? All right. Okay, so we have the invitation down. We have the witch down. Mm-hmm. We have get out down. Um, so this one, I, I don't know if it was exactly horror. I've talked about it. I talked about it in like our first episode. Okay. Um, but it fucking terrified me. And it's killing of a sacred deer. Oh. Which, like, um, I think it was Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yes. And they talk in this like really stunted dialogue. Like they're great actors. So it's obviously a choice. It's that guy. And it fucked me up. <laughs> it's the director. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did the lobster. Yeah. It's the same. Bloody Mary loves him. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, we. I do too. Yeah. Um, but sadly, Lola Stone and I are part ways. I, but I, I do appreciate the absurd more than normal people. Yeah. So I, I get yep. why they wouldn't. But it bothered me that movie oh i thought i was gonna be murdered in the theater like i was just convinced <laughs> oh, that someone i knew I had died about that or like oh god yeah or there was gonna be a shooting like someone moved in the theater and i was in canada and i was like i'm gonna be shot to like this is it this is the end of my life yeah it it's uh that's horrible <laughs> yeah but like in the best it was way so good <laughs> yeah. yeah i felt like that watching the yeah. movie prisoners in theaters Ooh. I like mm-hmm. I could not calm I thought I was gonna be like home invaded that day. <laughs> yeah, I had a panic attack for like three Me hours too. after killing of a sacred deer. Um I won't be watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get through the lobster because I just can't handle dead dogs. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they make my heart sad. Yeah. You get that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have one on my list with a dead dog in it. How dare you? Yeah. I I probably do. I mean <laughs> Their dead dogs are like in all horror movies, so whatever. Yeah, they're like. Am the... I next? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you're next. Okay, I lost track. Okay, so here's another like, kind of obvious one, um, that we haven't actually discussed before. So it follows. Yes, that's on mine too. Yeah. I just oh man, I felt like that movie was like tailor made for me. Um, it was just, it was like Baby John Carpenter. Uh, yeah, it was so <laughs> atmospheric and like the last scene I was like okay there's no way that John Carpenter didn't direct this last scene <laughs> I I appreciate you know it's not an easy thing to maintain tension throughout the entirety of a film and and it does you know it's you know, it, it's a it's a slow-moving monster, but, you know, just having to constantly be on the go. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... I think that's a theme so far in most of the movies here. Yeah. I think I think we are sort of all, uh, I don't know, lean more towards, like, psychological mm-hmm. things yeah. that scare us. Probably because we're all sort of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know about Chainsaw Pete, but us three ladies, we'd be crazy bitches, um... Yeah. yeah. I really like I'm liked... a crazy bitch too. Okay, okay. You can be our honorary crazy bitch. <laughs> uh I really liked how um it was so disorienting because 
you couldn't really figure out what time frame this movie takes place. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they've got, like, uh, weird gadgets that, like, she's got, like, that shell uh, e-reader that, like, doesn't exist. But then there's other things in the movie, like, um, I can't remember exactly, that make it seem like it's in, like, the 80s. Yeah, all the cars mm-hmm. are from the 80s. Yeah. The aesthetic is very 80s. And then, yeah, so you wouldn't expect that they would have electronic Right, like, yeah. Not electronic devices. I mean, <laughs> I guess I should... <laughs> Wi-Fi is probably more... Yeah. Okay. I also... I, I really thought it was interesting. I read something about it, um, how you never see any of the adults. Like, yeah. you, you see them in, like, like, segmented. Like, you don't see the mom's head. You just see, like, her body as she's, like, pouring a drink. And it kind of reminded me of those, like, 80s kids movies where the kids are just, like, going off on adventures and there's, like, no parents around. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's Charlie Brown. It's yeah. like It's like a, the Goonies. Yes, but exactly. But the stakes are a lot higher. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah, I just really like the, like, subtlety of the monster or whatever. It's just, like, there's just, like, a guy, a naked guy, standing on your roof. Like, that's terrifying that is so scary i've Um, actually um yeah i i lived in an apartment complex where that sort of thing happened um but you know okay well yeah it was a drug 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 (laughs) epidemic at the time oh goodness yep all right well that's that's my that's my one how about you bloody all right um i know that nobody else is gonna like this one but uh 10 10 Cloverfield Lane. I loved it. Are you kidding? I'm joking. I love it. <laughs> Crazy ass. Oh, God. I love that movie so much. Man, I didn't even think about that, but it is amazing. Yeah. And I love everyone in it. Yeah. Me I love too. Him so much. I love John Goodman, even though he's creepy. <laughs> well, and I, you know, I honestly didn't see. And not to not to say that I, I didn't see that he was a bit villainous, but I, I there were. It was hard for me to anticipate what was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it there was it was a huge payoff. So it really was. Um, I don't know if we talked about this on this show or I don't know if we've talked about this, but we did. We did talk about oh, it. Okay. okay. I don't remember why, but very briefly. It might have been in like favorite movies. I don't remember. It was because I hadn't seen it yet, oh, and you okay. told me to watch it. Did you it, see it? And then I watched it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. I love Jonathan Gallagher Jr., me too. so I was in it. Well, yeah. I read this theory where it's like, try watching the movie and think of it as John Gallagher Jr. is actually the villain. <laughs> and, like, John Goodman oh. is, like, super socially awkward, but he's trying to protect Mary Elizabeth Winstead from John Gallagher Jr. Huh. Yeah, it was a really interesting way to think about it. I watched it, like, a third time thinking that, and, um, yeah, it definitely kind of made sense in a way. Yeah. I thought it was, like, a lot of the movie was kind of restrained. Like, you'll see little details or hints, like a picture of the girl, but it's just not telling you everything. It's just giving you kind of visual clues, but then at the very end... You think it's going to be kind of ambiguous, but then it's just like, nope, aliens are everywhere. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It, it, it definitely paid off. It did, it did. I, uh, 
I hope that there's another good Cloverfield movie someday. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the other one, Paradox, was hot garbage. I know, I know. <sighs> Chainsaw. Um, this is an obvious one, I, I think, but The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. from 2011. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was good though. I liked it. I think it's great. I was um my my buddy called us up and he goes, "Let's go see The Conjuring in the theater." And I thought, uh, cuz the trailers, I thought I thought they gave everything away in the trailer. Yeah. And it turns out but it turned out that all the stuff in the trailer was just was legitimately just one-tenth of all the jump scares and all the atmosphere that was in the whole movie. And the jump scares felt... They didn't feel contrived like so many jump scares do when I watch movies. Like It felt like that movie earned its goofy jump scares. And they were effective. And, it was entertaining, uh, for sure. And the other yeah, thing... And, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I, uh, like, I think Patrick Wilson is great, and Vera Farmiga are great, and then I forget the other actress's name. Uh, Lily Taylor? Taylor. Tom? Yeah, Lily Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And to be fair, though, to me for forgetting her, she was in the horrible remake of The Haunting. Oh, God. So she deserves... Amazing remake. Where (laughs) Owen Wilson gets his head bit off by, like, a gargoyle or something. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking ridiculous movie. Yeah. Oh, but I I watched it more than once. I'm gonna, like, for sure. Anytime it was on TV. I know. I know. Jess, have you seen The Conjuring? Yeah. I am not super into like supernatural me too not at all so i haven't i am not a fan either but i i liked this one i thought it was really effective it was like the like then i'll give it diamond in the rough of all the supernatural haunted house movies that get turned out okay I'll, i'll give it a chance okay i think it's one of the i think it's one of the best horror movies i've ever seen personally okay well, and the other thing I appreciate is when you have really good actors that they are committed and they they know they know the score. You know, like this yeah. is a horror yeah. film and you know, they just go for it and it really paid off. So, and anyway. Absolutely. I thought it was really a uh, fantastic uh atmospherics like the okay. setting. It was so 70s. You totally felt like you were back there. Um, yeah. stylistically, it was really, uh, attractive, beautiful looking movie. Um, yeah. Good choice. Yeah. That was an interesting choice. <laughs> it came out, I was like, whoa, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's like The Shining meets the original and remake of Amityville Horror. Uh, yeah, I got it. Sense. I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely Amityville Horror. I could, I could see that. Super good atmosphere and was not, well, like, totally horrific the way the remake of Amityville was. Like, <laughs> yeah. Really had a high... yeah. I wanted that movie to be so good because even the original is a little bit of a disappointment if you go back and watch it. Yeah. It's... And I was like, well, come on, Ryan Reynolds. Like, be in a better movie. But it was so 2003 and so right. Michael <laughs> It's funny Bay because Ed and S- Lorraine Warren were involved with that too. Huh. Wow. Yeah, they were. Hmm. But I mean, they were totally frauds, but it's still entertaining. Because <laughs> 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 ghosts aren't real, but... That's cool. I mean, 
Now they're going to come mm. after you, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. All right, Ghost, if you're listening, I challenge thee. If uh, you exist, bring me money. <laughs> All right, Jess, you're up. Oh, we're back to me. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't um, be confused. So, bloody. I don't know if people have seen this one. Um, but it's Cargo, which is an Australian zombie movie. I have oh, not seen um, it yet, but I've heard many good yeah, things. Yeah, I've heard about it. So I won't ruin it for you, but it's based on a short film that, like, went all over Facebook and all this stuff, like, a bunch of years ago. Um, and it does, it does zombies really well because the focus is not on the zombies, it's on becoming a zombie and like trying to navigate finding safe places and like yeah he's it trying has to like of... save his infant daughter before he turns yeah um it has a lot of indigenous folklore it just does a really good job focusing on australia in a way that's not white people are the heroes and saviors. it's not yeah. mad it's max really fucking good <laughs> yeah it's really fucking good i recommend it um I think I cried. Aww, aww. It didn't scare me necessarily, but it it did a good job doing zombies in a world oversaturated with zombie films. Okay. Yeah. That reminds me of one of my honorable mentions, which I will briefly mention, which also is a zombie movie that made me cry, which was Train to Busan. That was on my list, yeah. Ah, oh, man, that movie was stellar. It was shockingly good. I was like, holy shit. Like, I felt like a... I loved zombie movies back, like, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. And haven't watched them in forever. So I just watched that, and I was just like, whoa, I love zombie movies right now. (laughs) No, I... You know what? And I appreciate a quick zombie. Yes, me too. They're so scary. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more scary when they've got a little pep in their step. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, and it I, was a really cool little enclosed, uh, you know, set on the train, which yeah. makes it even scarier. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. It is. I love South Korean horror movies. There's so many good ones. There's more on my list. <laughs> yeah. And that's another one that was, like, fantastic with pacing because, it, you know, everything was in movement. Like, the zombies were fast. The train is fast. You know, the, the stakes are high. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like one of the rare film, or the rare horror films, where I feel really like emotionally invested in the characters to the yeah. point where I cried mm-hmm. at the end, like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, you really do. <laughs> I mean, if you have a heart. <laughs> it was it was really heart wrenching. I've got chills thinking about it right now. <laughs> I know. Anyways, that was an honorable mention, so I'm gonna mention the next one on my list which is another that we do not need to discuss hereditary <laughs> yeah yep. it's on mine too yeah yeah yep me too we pretty much discussed it to death so we're good <laughs> yeah that's okay yeah um i guess because uh, uh, mine are already on here but mine fit in uh the time frame which i'm surprised is uh the cabin in the woods that was the next one on my <laughs> list ah uh, <laughs> I, I love it. it oh man it's um i mean i don't i don't know how do you describe it it i mean in the way it's like post postmodern 
at it this is. point. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Meta post modern horror. It's fun. It's so fun. And again, Bradley Whitford and yeah. so many uh Whedon actors. Uh mm-hmm. Thor Thor's huh? in it. Who? <laughs> Um, What'd you say? Isn't Chris Hemsworth? Yes, that's the guy. Yeah, Thor. I couldn't understand the word you were saying. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Oh yeah. Okay. I get. I get all those Chris's confused. Yeah. Yeah. It it was another movie that I thought was like tailor made for me. I'm like, this is like so perfect. The ending. I was like, I wanted to like cheer when. uh, Should I spoil it? I mean, I feel most people have seen okay, it. Okay, when when Susan's uh, not Susan. Oh wait, Rick, you haven't seen it. Huh? I mean, oh no, I've seen it, but I just I I'm I'm <laughs> I was just nodding my head just in case. Oh yeah. I kind of think I I'm a big believer in to like not spoiling movies, but also like I, I've now come to find it like fun to talk around the spoilers. Yeah. So like if if I were telling you why I hate. If I were going to tell you why, like the one thing in the movie Speed that I think is total bullshit, I would describe, I would I would talk around it in a way that, so that the person who watches it for the first time would go, oh, Jesus Christ, that was really ridiculous. Yeah, I can yeah. see that, I can see that. But on the other hand, like, I also believe that, like, if you give the spoiler alert appropriately, nobody gives it appropriately anymore. That It's a joke now to, to spoil the movie and then go, spoiler yeah. alert. And it's like, no, motherfucker. Like, a spoiler alert is a real thing. Right. You announce it ahead of time, and then you talk about the ending of Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Yeah. Well. So, I, I go e- I either way. I think that serves as a spoiler alert. I'll talk yeah. around it. So, when a previously heroic actress shows up as the villain i wanted to like stand up and cheer i was like yes this is amazing blah 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 like it's like the perfect horror movie for like an english major because they're talking about like archetypes and like it was so fun yeah (laughs) it just goes hog wild at the end it did and i i have the biggest crush on fran kranz the stoner guy um Mm -hmm. he was on dollhouse he's in uh you might be the killer uh, he's in a bunch of Joss Whedon things. He's in oh, okay. Much Ado About Nothing um, mm. as the main guy. But yeah, I just have the biggest crush on him, so I'll just watch all of his movies. <laughs> That's fair enough. Two th- yeah. Two things. I thought your spoiler was going to be more along the lines of those elevator, the elevator scene. At the oh, okay. Which no. to me, like... <laughs> I yeah I would I would never even speak of that if I thought I was within the earshot of someone who's never seen that because it's so fucking crazy when that does happen. I but the I other would thing watch was, that for like five hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My brother told me he goes, "Have you seen?" Cap-? He knows I like horror movies. He goes, "Have you seen Cabin in the Woods?" I said, "No, I didn't see it yet." And he goes, "Oh, dude, watch it because like the twist is is insane. You're gonna love it." And then at a certain earlier point in the movie, there is something that I'm. I mistook for the twist, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh, that's a that's a decent enough twist, I guess. But then later on, when the twist he was actually referring to happens, I was just, I was, my mind was blown that this is a big budget Hollywood horror movie. Yeah. And that this actually got made back, I think, in 2012. Like, yeah. Like that they're making movies like this today was so fucking great. I'm, I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Cabin in the Woods. I think it's great. Uh, it was it was directed by Drew Goddard. I think he also did like the first uh, Cloverfield. But Joss oh. Whedon wrote it. 
Yeah, I mean it's hmm. smart. It's it's it's, it's a smart really movie. smart. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was just like so much about it to like sort of unpack and like, uh, kind of catch new stuff every time you see it. Mm-hmm. And speaking of actors, like going like just totally diving into it, like wondering, yeah. I think like everyone in Cabin in the Woods felt like they were totally signed up and going a hundred percent. Nobody was phoning that in. Yeah. I know it was. Even it was really the two good. guys, those two guys in the c- control in the um, in that office. Sure, set, sure. <laughs> I, I, who who I re- they're totally recognizable, but I don't it's, remember uh, their Bradley names. It's Bradley Whitford. Okay. Um, he was the dad in Get Out. Also in um, what I just binge watched, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, okay. Uh, Fucking cool. great job in it. Yeah. And The West Wing. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, in a bunch of like Aaron Sorkin things. Right. Yeah. And it's funny too. Oh, I was just like Cabin Fever or Cabin in the Woods. Sorry. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, super funny, but it never feels contrived. It never feels like they're like, oh, you got to make a joke. We got to be silly here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, I, yeah, I apologize for calling it Cabin Fever. That's okay. We'll forget <laughs> that. Su- ever very superior. Um, also, they, they remade Cabin Fever. I know. What the, the hell? The original one c- came out like yesterday. It's not that no, old. No, it came out in like yeah. 2016, but it has like 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I started watching it, but there was like a dead dog immediately, so I turned it off. Um. Yeah. I. You know how there was like, as we were talking about last night, there was all those post-scream meta slasher type movies. Mm-hmm. It was like... Cabin in the Woods took that idea, but then totally did it, like, a thousand times better. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a superior horror movie. It is, it is. Um, all right, so I think it's you, Pete. We talked about The Invitation. I get that movie confused with a movie called Convergence. Um, Convergence or coherence? Oh. Or compliance? Or yeah, there's. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> coherence is the also it's a dinner party, but it's really trippy. Okay, I'm thinking of a, a dinner party movie where at a cer- there's a comet flying. Yes, overhead. yes, that's coherence. Okay, so I wrote it down. That's okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> properly, but thank you for. Uh, showing the three or four different co <laughs> Yeah, that's not on me. <laughs> when there's five movies in 2016 with the... Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so there's the comet flying overhead. It's a dinner party. And at a certain point, some people go outside from the dinner party because they hear a weird noise and they've lost power and they want to be like, hey, do our neighbors have power? So then they come back in. But then... Like the uh, the like the boundaries of reality, like who's essentially like one or more of the characters start to believe that they've accidentally crossed into an alternate universe. Yeah, oh. and they start to believe that the people that left and came back, like the ones that came back, they kind of think that those are actually like their doubles. Um, yes, because they don't. There's like stuff that had happened earlier that they don't remember or something. It mm-hmm. was uh, yeah. really bizarre movie um but definitely entertaining 
they do a good job with it, like it's not like heavy-handed that maybe the people who are your friends but they're actually the doubles of your friends that they're evil yeah they might be benevolent but you don't know like it does a good job of inducing paranoia really yeah in, in the viewer who's relating to all these characters and you're kind of rude like you cheer for all the characters even the ones who are doubles or maybe du suspected doubles right mm -hmm. and and you really like relate to these characters because it's you it's confusing and weird and it's um visually it's a very good looking movie um it's just like this small i i I really like small setting movies, so it's just this small dinner party mm -hmm. and these some guys like cool L.A. house. <laughs> yeah, which is very much like the invitation. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. It was really unnerving. Like. Yeah. You have no idea what's going to happen, but you feel like the same level of paranoia that the characters do. Yeah, and it's not too long. They don't drag out their... They don't try to get too much mileage out of their simple premise. And the end credits has a really great song. I really like the music. <laughs> okay. Big recommendation for whatever the title of that movie is. Coherence. Not to be confused with Coherence. compliance. Which, which is I, also a convergence, very good movie. Which is also good, but not a horror film. But I think yeah. they came out pretty close together in time. Hmm. Jess Bradford... I feel like every single time I'm like, okay, there's one person that has to go before me. <laughs> no. All right. Um, so I was going to do Babadook, which wasn't my favorite, but stuck with me um, just because of the whole grief thing. But talking about Drew Goddard made me remember that Bad Times at the El Royale came out last oh, year. Oh, yeah. Um, which I, I guess it's more of a thriller, but like I fucking loved it. It's another um, like... It felt like a play. Mm -hmm. um, All in one setting. Close. Yeah. The close set. Hemsworth fucking killing it. Every, everybody, like, just giving top-tier performances of... It goes wild. Yeah. And I loved it. I tried watching it, and I got super bored. But I think I just was in the wrong mood. Yeah. I, I saw it in the movie theater, so, like... I felt like I was in a play, like, no one could talk. Mm -hmm. Everyone had to focus. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was, a, it was a slow burn with a payoff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, me. <laughs> I will give it another shot another day when I'm ready to, like, I think I have to actually sit and look at the movie, which I never do yeah. anymore. Um, yeah. But, yeah, pay attention. My next... Yeah, it's a pay attention. <laughs> It's a pay attention. My next one is like the weirdest horror movie ever. And it's almost not even a horror movie because I loved it in a like happy way. Okay. <laughs> and that is Creep. Oh, <laughs> yep, that yeah. Was my next one. Really? That's, I'm done. Oh, man. I'm tapped out. Oh, yeah, God. Too. I loved it so much. I was like, it was like a journey. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I have no idea where this movie's going. Have you guys all seen it? No. Oh my God! It's you on Netflix. It. Watch it today. <laughs> you have to see it. It's uh, what's his name? Wait. Oh, was it, wait with uh, Mark Duplass? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. A yes, I did see Creep. I didn't. I didn't. I forgot the title. Oh, yeah. okay. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that is weird and creepy. And, uh, <laughs> like, I believed it even though I knew him from the league. I knew him right. as, like, yeah. Yep. I fucking love the league. But... Like he 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 won me over. As... He was yeah. <laughs> really good as a weird sort of psychopath that is so his character is so slippery. Like you can't like for a large part of the movie you can't tell if he's really like evil or if he's just like super weird. Right. I mean, I well that's the other thing is because I think we've all met people that it. it what what his divide like the way that he sort of antagonizes people is like by not respecting boundaries yeah yeah and so you know like i think as a in in creep 2 actually deals with this in in a in a interesting way but um i was like if if i was a woman and i had shown up for that assignment, I would have turned around and walked back to my car. Like, it would have been Fuck that yeah. fast, you know? I know. That whole pants-taking-off scene was bizarre. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it, it, they're, they they really had a way around it. But, yeah, I, I think that's why it it is worked so effectively as a, a horror. Because there are people that you meet that... You just know because they're not taking social cues, they're not yeah. respecting boundaries, and they're pushing the edge. And it's just like, I, what am I supposed to do with you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Peach Fuzz was like so scary. Oh, because he's uh. like, he, he's like playing it as like a, a happy thing, but to the audience, it's like something is seriously wrong with this guy. Right. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I, it, it's, I would definitely recommend it strongly. I, I, don't, I haven't met anybody who didn't like it. Same here. Every person I've made yeah. watch it, I think I watched it with my dad, like, the second time, and he liked it. And every person I've talked to about it has loved it. Um, and the ending, which I will not spoil, was just like, okay, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, and I've, made me yeah. want it to, like... I wanted the movie to, like, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is what Creep 2 was. I like. know. Which, I need to rewatch that. I, uh, I gotta digest it some more. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Bloody. All right. Well, it, actually, uh, uh, all of mine had been mentioned, but what oh. I do like is, uh, I'm gonna do a combo here. Okay of uh your next and hush Mm -hmm. for the same reason of the i do appreciate the strong female protagonist which i feel is a bit of a trend in horror lately well no 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 no. with there's there's always been like a fairly yeah a a final girl type but Mm -hmm. it, it was uh in in both instances it's uh especially as as a woman that you would have a female character that you are like oh thank god for making the right decision here you know rather than Mm -hmm. always being like you know running up the stairs when they should run down or you know it it was uh gratifying in that way it was especially your next because that girl was kick-ass oh wow that uh blender thing in the head was like ah 
Yeah, I... I <laughs> it was really creative. I mean, uh, you know, well, that's what homeschooling will do to you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. But that's, that's my... Pete, that's my... you got any I love to... I love imagining double features for movies. Yeah. And Hush. <laughs> yeah. Hush and, um, oh, I forget the title. You're next? What's the title of the other one? Yeah, you're next. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool double feature. Like, I think yeah. about, it like, um, like every once in a while I'll be like, oh, like, Motel Hell and, you know, some other, like, weird, quirky 80s one. Like, Blood oh, Diner. that's a cool double feature. Like, <laughs> I like... I like pairing up movies. I think that's fun. Yeah, yeah. me too. That's, good, I that's think, a good entry. Um, we're going to talk about it at some other point, but my, my ultimate triple is Hush, Bird Box, and A Quiet Place. Because oh. you lose all three senses. Yeah, that's oh. a good, yeah. That's a good idea, it. even though I yeah. only like one of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and Lori talked about 2018. I mean, not Lori. Um, Samara Morgan. <laughs> and I like just went off on how much I hated Quiet Place. I just sorry. It gets overly religious for oh, me. Okay. It was just a, there was a lot of bad decision making. But anyways, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, one major fucking plot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pete, did you have one to, uh, more to mention? Um. There is a zombie movie right now that's streaming, and it's a two two main characters, and one of, they were like a pitcher and a catcher in baseball, and it's called The Battery. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. It, is that like uh, Korean it, or something? Uh, no. Oh. Just like a couple of American guys. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Hmm. Like, The Battery is a term, I'd actually never even heard of this term, but for the pitcher and the catcher in baseball. I did not know and that either. What, and I played baseball yeah. and collected baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I don't love baseball, but I watch it enough that I would have assumed, like, just over the years, I would have heard, like, that te- those two teammates referred to as the battery, but I never did. Yeah, I was a catcher. And then, so, <laughs> Interesting. I learned that from this goof- goofy, super, like, shoestring budget. Like, I think it was under $3 million or... I don't know. Oh, Whatever's wow. considered like super low budget today. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the effects, if you actually look at the effects, it's like, oh, the effects aren't that good. But the movie itself, like eventually, like you do sort of like identify and relate to these two characters because they're just driving around, stopping at the occasional place, picking up stuff and from people's houses, you know, getting some, some face wash and all that bullshit. It's, it's just a good, like simple, Back to basics, zombie apocalypse. Let's drive around, and but then at the same time, like there's still joy in the movie. Like they're playing a game of catch, or they're like shooting BB guns at tin cans. <laughs> this, that sounds fun. This sort of, yeah. Like there's this, like overhead, there's this sense of gloom, but at the same time, they're like, oh look, we, uh, we raided this person's house, and their fridge still had some Coca Cola. Oh yeah, like yeah. the simple, simple joys. Yeah. So, The Battery's a fun little movie. I just stumbled across it by accident one day. But I think that's worth a watch. Cool. Nice. Um, I still have, like, three main ones left and, like, ten honorable mentions. Cool. I'm all tapped out. Yeah, me too. Okay. So, I'll just quickly say mine. Next one is Deathgasm because, of course, 
fuck yeah. It was like the best. Ah, I just loved it. It was so much fun. <laughs> That's been on my list to see for so long. Oh my God, it's the best. It's New Zealand. It's heavy metal and Satan comes and there's zombies. <laughs> there's like a room full of dildos that get involved in this like zombie fight. And it was ridiculous, but very funny. I guess my problem is I don't know if I'm interested in a in a musical horror movie. So yeah. it's not a musical. Like, it's not, okay. They're just a band within the movie <laughs> that plays. They they find this like sheet music that's like cursed or something where if you play the song it'll like summon the dead. Huh. So they only play music like a few times, but it's not like they're not like singing and dancing. <laughs> okay, so it's not a rock <laughs> horror. Opera. No, not at all. They're like just a high school metal band that summons the dead and then uh they yeah go on a zombie killing spree <laughs> right like always yeah like usual um okay the next one is uh the devil's candy <laughs> yeah which did you any of you guys see that yeah i saw mm -hmm. it you didn't like it i didn't it's so weird I, <laughs> well you know how i felt it was because i felt i found the wig distracting <clears throat> the wig yeah. On, uh, what's his face? It sounds like something I couldn't watch. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Ethan Embry? Yeah, he... I love Ethan Embry. I didn't I think know. he had a wig. <laughs> yeah, he wore a wig oh. that gave him artistic long hair, but it was like, I could tell he was really feeling it, and it, like, was distracting. Like, he really loved having that hair brush his shoulders again. Yeah. Well, he is pretty <laughs> bald, so... yeah. So um, I could see, did you I see could it, Pete? See, yeah. I did not. Okay, so the premise is that this, uh, okay, this family moves into this house that is like foreclosure and it's kind of isolated, but it's really nice. It's like kind of like a big, cool farmhouse. Um, but they uh, only get it because the guy that had previously lived there, who should have been played by John Carroll Lynch, but was <laughs> a different creepy guy that looks very similar. Um, he had, like, murdered his mom or something and, like, left. And he goes on... There's, like, a couple different stories going on. Basically, Satan is in this house, like, within the walls, and right. has, like, first talked to this creepy guy and, like, turned him into basically... Um, I won't spoil it, but he's collecting the devil's candy, which is a, he's got to go do some, uh, crimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so he leaves the house. This family moves in. It's also a very heavy metal centric movie. Uh, cause it's this family. It's Ethan Embry. Um, that girl whose name I can't remember right now. I have the INDB up. It's Kiara Glasgow. No, the, the mom. Um, there's Melinda Royer. I don't remember. And Sherry Appleby. That's Sherry Appleby. And the dude, the creepy dude, um, also has three names. What is it? It's Pruitt Taylor Vince. Ugh, creepy. They should be best friends, but... So, the mom is Sherry Appleby, the dad is Ethan Embry, the daughter is, like, a 15-year-old, um, she looks like a kind of punk metalhead, but it's awesome because the family dynamic felt super real, like, they're driving their daughter to school, but they're, like, blasting metal and all just, like, smiling and, like, headbanging, basically. And it's just, like, so... It felt really organic, and I was like, oh, man, 
I want this to be a real family that I want to be a part of. Um, but <laughs> like slow, uh, the dad is actually like an artist that makes his living that way, but he usually makes kind of, you know, stuff that's kind of on commission. So it's not really outside the box too much, but the devil is slowly starting to kind of talk to him, infiltrate his mind. And he starts painting, painting these really horrifying, creepy images that are actually like predictions of the future, like things that the devil like wants to happen. And man, there are aspects of it that are like so creepy that is just like gave me the heebie-jeebies while I was watching it. But the main creepy guy, the John Carroll Lynch number two, um, <laughs> he was really good. I was like, I would never want to see this guy anywhere. I would not talk to him. I would avoid him at all costs. Even if he's really a nice guy. He just looks creepy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, I, I thought the acting really kind of elevated a sort of whatever movie into something that I totally loved wholeheartedly. Yeah. And then, my last one is, I saw the devil. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, yeah. Uh, have you guys seen that? No. <laughs> It's it's getting remade for America, so you yeah, might. Interesting. Because I don't know why people do that. I, I, I forgot who was doing it. I want to say James Wan or someone equally shitty. <sighs> anyway, so originally it's a South Korean horror movie. Or it's kind of more like a cop thriller procedural cat and mouse with a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, the main guy is Byung Hung Lee, who I have... The uh, lady hots for <laughs> whatever that means, as opposed um, to the cat hots, or the I don't know what that means. Okay, okay, okay. So he's a policeman and he has a wife, and his father in law's a retired policeman. His wife gets kidnapped and like brutally murdered by this <gasps> horrible serial killer. Um, so he decides to, even though you know he's a cop, he decides to go outside of his uh role and in his free time, try to track down the serial killer so he can basically torture him for the rest of his life. Uh, yeah. So he tracks down all these various, like, sex offenders and stuff and, like, you know, kind of tries to torture them, try to figure out if they're the guy. But he finally finds the guy, but he doesn't want to just, um, you know, let the guy off the hook and just, like, end it. He wants to just keep showing up, harassing this guy, and, like, it was insanely dark movie. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. It really is. It's mm -hmm. super violent, and it was so gritty and, like, kind of uncomfortable to watch, but it's got, like, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, like, so critically adored, and I think it's because there's, like, this thematic uh, sense of, like, He's hunting the monster, but in the process, he's becoming like the monster. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> it is also a meditation on grief. Like the grief tra is transforming him from, um, you know, a nice, normal guy into like this vengeful sort of psychopath. And yeah, uh, yeah it's a really amazing, like, it, you got to be in the right mood to watch it. Like, you're not going to laugh at all. <laughs> uh, 
you gotta be kind of ready to like meditate on your mortality um but yeah the main guy is really cute so it kind of uh helps that along yeah <laughs> those are my uh all of them i have a bunch of honorable mentions did you guys have any yeah i did actually um uh really quickly i have uh what we do in shadows which, yes me too mm-hmm. you know it's not technically i mean it's more of a comedy but it is yeah. absolute perfection it is oh yeah. my god and Taika Waititi knows what he's doing. So oh funny. It's absolute perfection. And the other one that I felt was like sort of in that same sort of... Yeah, another double feature, I guess, is The Visit, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. Mm. With the... Uh, I don't know if it was produced by... Shaman. That's a weird yeah. double feature, I was just going to say, but they're both good movies. Yeah. <laughs> the but... Visit was surprisingly good. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Like I I uh, I, know, I, Shyamalan I really appreciate likes his it. twists, but that was a really good twist that I did not see coming. Yeah, no, not at all. What a twist. So, yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, what we do in the shadows, I was like I wanted to like hug that movie. It, well, aren't they making like a series it is. of it now? Yeah, and I I think yeah. they're making like a sequel like Werewolves. Oh, uh, yeah, the Werewolves. <laughs> there's a not there's a whole, Werewolves. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of things uh like spin-offs and stuff in talks just because it was so beloved. Yeah. Um I also um it's not horror but I recommend watching the TV series um Wellington Paranormal. Oh, that's okay. right. Yeah. Very cute. Is it uh um, fictional? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, it's about um in Wellington a bunch of New Zealand cops uh have a paranormal division and uh don't believe in ghosts and stuff it's pretty good i i would watch the what we do in the shadows cops like do anything i would just like watch them work (laughs) yeah what about you what about you chainsaw uh i have three right here one is um i was a little bit pressed for time or well just scrambling in my head but i Mm -hmm. think I like Cult of Chucky a lot. Oh, oh I loved yeah. it. Oh, it was so fun. <laughs> the most recent, and the one thing, one of the things that I really noticed when I was watching that movie is uh, they, um, like, I'm pretty sure the whole Chucky animation is all CGI, but they made him walk and move like he looked when he moved in the, like, the first three movies when it was oh. puppets. So they, they sort of did, like, the way that like South Park today will like make the characters like hop up and down like it's crappy animation even though it's all on yeah. computers. So like Chucky, the way Chucky moved even more so than in, in the more recent or the uh, the one that preceded that, like he actually moves like a silly little <laughs> a silly little <laughs> puppet that's chopping people, and um, I thought it was a really good installment of the. Of what I think is a little bit of an overlooked franchise. Yeah, it, I do it too. was probably my favorite of the franchise because it totally just embraced the ridiculousness and absurdity. Yeah. I was actually amazed how much I loved it because of how inherently kind of stupid it is. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, there's like <laughs> these uh, 
two dolls being possessed and all this insane stuff that is just silly. But it that it was just done so well that you're just kind of like, I'm along for the ride. It's fun. Yeah, it's the seventh ser- uh, oh, wow. entry in that franchise, but it's sort of um, it's sort of like um, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four or Freddy Part Three or the third James Bond movie Goldfinger, where it's it's sort of like epitomizes the whole franchise. Like it has the best of everything from that franchise. Like it's super funny, but it's also like gory, and there's some legitimate suspenseful scenes. And you you do truly like empathize and relate to the the main character. Yeah. Uh, I forget her name. Fiona Dorif. She's a yeah. She's Brad Dorif's daughter. Yeah, and she's really good in that. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's like the seventh entry is actually the one that you could introduce someone to the franchise. I know. It's so rare. It's so rare. Yeah. I, I'm really and, excited for the next one, and I never really cared about that series at all until Curse of Chucky came out, and it was really good, and then I got into it. I plan, I need to revisit Curse, um, Bride of Chucky is very yeah, good. Yeah, that, that's the one. Jennifer Tilly is... She... <sighs> I need to watch Again, that. Again, speaking of actors who, like, dive into the role. She's she so good is, in that she franchise. is fantastic. She's she's just always just herself, but with the she's got the biggest personality. Yeah, I I when you said personality, I I'm I was thinking you were about to say something else. Yeah. Uh, also, she's very large chested. Yeah. So I I empathize and identify with her. <laughs> I mean, Bound came out at a very confusing time of my development, so I. Uh, like, I'm are really, you trying to tell us something? <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's in there, you know. It's very. Confusing. Do you have a crush on Jennifer Tilly? I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, I think um, everyone does, so it's okay. Yeah. Was, uh... I was about to mention Bound. Like people <laughs> haven't heard of that movie because it's. I think that's a really fun crazy movie it was a decent it was a decent thriller you know beyond the whole like titillation or whatever right right a big old titillation (laughs) (laughs) oh dear um i have a couple other uh honorable mentions i will just rattle off okay evil dead death rattle after all (laughs) and i sound like i have a death rattle um evil dead remake okay so good um this one is a weird one. It, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's called We Are What We Are. <gasps> I was just, I was trying to look that up specifically for the pod. And I, yeah, because uh, there wasn't a search term that was specific enough to get there. I yeah. think you could have done it with like one word, really. <laughs> okay, well, maybe. Which we will not spoil what the movie's about. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, fuck, that was a tense movie. Me yeah. and uh, my best friend, Jesse, watched that. And we were just, like, clutching each other, like, oh, this is so ner. It was just really nerve-wracking. And, like, um, it's hard to explain. It's it, it almost feels like the witch in a way. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like this isolated family that's sort of estranged from the rest of society. And they've got, like, their own sort of weird family rituals and a way of living that kind of distances them from 
normal society. Is it because um, they're Canadian? Yes. Okay. Because they're all Canadian. And they're so all fun. gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just about, like, these, uh, the kids, like, the daughters are kind of wanting to, like, be normal, you know? They want to live their lives and, like, have boyfriends and, like, but their dad is, like, really, you know, kind of... He wants them to, like, keep living this weird, ritualistic life that their family has been doing for, like, hundreds of years. Um, so, I won't say anything further, but it's just a really, really tense movie that... It's got some twists and turns. And uh, the ending, yeah. the last scene was like, whoa! <laughs> Yeah. That was my reaction. <laughs> yeah. So, was that your reaction, Bloody? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you scarred? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like um, Bone Tomahawk, where... Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was definitely jarring. I was like, yeah. I did not see that coming, but I enjoy it and appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next up, The Guest, obviously. Mm. Then, the last one is probably one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen, and the most, possibly the most anxiety, and just, it made me feel really uncomfortable. Under the Skin. Oh. Did you guys see that? Uh-uh. Oh, man. I've seen it. You have? Yeah. Did you like it? With um, Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. And, oh, oh, I've seen it once, and then I, I, uh, I saw it at the at the store, cheap, on Blu-ray, and I, I keep thinking, like, do I want to watch this again? <laughs> Did it make you uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> it, I think it's good, and it's, um, it's weird and creepy and... Like, but also then it's like, I, I watch it and I go like, I don't know, like, what's the point? Mm-mm. So I think, I think I like it, but I'll have to watch it again. I'll have to watch it a second time and, and I'll know what I think of it. But ultimately, I do, I do think it's a good movie. It was very artistic. I just don't know. Yeah. And it's the kind of movie that I normally would not like, but okay. So the premise is like, there's this alien <laughs> and, and, and she's got like a helper but basically, she she goes around and, like, seduces men that she's w- wanting to use to sort of, uh, I guess, prolong her life. So um, far, I'm on board. But <laughs> the way she does it is so... Oh, man. The scenes are just, like, they make me feel... I can't even really explain it. Just, like, really uncomfortable and, like, anxious Uh, Because the way the cinematography is done, it's kind of in this, like, weird, sort of trippy, slow-motion type feeling. And, um, yeah, it was just... It was one of those movies that I could not stop thinking about after I watched it. uh, Just because I was just like, what the hell did I just see, you know? Um, But I definitely recommend it because it was extremely... I think it's based on a book. Uh, It's extremely unique. You've never seen a movie like it. Um, and it will make you think. Well, speaking of, yeah. uh, if I could just, how did everybody feel about Annihilation? I really loved it. Uh, I loved it. 
Um, my husband immediately went out and bought all the books. <gasps> nice. And he fucking loves the books. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of felt almost the same uh, yeah. of that. Like when um, she's like fighting with her double, it yeah. almost had a similar vibe where it's like leaning towards feeling kind of evil, but you're not really sure. And then, you know, you're kind of just waiting to see like, it, it makes you really nervous and stuff. Um, yeah, I really liked Annihilation, but I probably won't watch it again for a long time. No. Yeah, yeah. That that Screaming Bear really got me. <laughs> Fuck the Screaming Bear. I know. That shit was insane. Like, whose brain came up with that? Mm-mm. I hate it. I hate it so much. Every time I think about it, it sticks in my brain for like a week, and I f- fucking hate Screaming it. Screaming Bear. <laughs> oh. It was really, like... It, I, I felt kind of traumatized from it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of like what happens when I take Ambien. So, like, I was familiar with that landscape. I gotcha. But... <laughs> all right. Well, I'm all out of movies uh, yeah. somehow. But um, you guys got anything else? I have two more. No, yeah, okay. go for it. Ah. Uh Monsters and Troll Hunter. Oh. Yes! Oh, I forgot about Troll Hunter because it was like 2010, like borderline, I think. Yes, I, I, I checked that monsters fit the category <laughs> because I also almost mentioned uh, House of the Devil. So oh. Yes, I know. I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up, but it was it <laughs> missed the cut. Oh, yes, so 2009. Good. I, I, but that's. That's one of the greatest horror movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of good that horror movies, that, that they understand, like, uh, we need to make some movies based in, in the 80s and the 90s when people didn't have cell phones. But it's also a little depressing because they can't make a modern movie that utilizes the... Uh, like, you can't be isolated anymore. Yeah. Except, mm-hmm. I guess... Even though I think, like, they were so far out in the woods that it would have been reasonable that she, like, looked at her phone and was like, uh, no signal at this, like, giant's house. But anyway. I think they were just trying to make it, um, make, like, a throwback to, like, the satanic panic of the 80s. And they really captured it so well. It, It felt almost like, um, Rosemary's Baby in a way. Or, like, like, even, mm-hmm. like, the burbs, but, like, if yeah. they weren't funny. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, like, uh, the atmosphere, what was that, Ty West? Um, yeah. Did he also do Your Next, I think? I He did something, because I was looking him up recently. He's done yeah. a lot of yeah. good films, but, man, he, like, totally, that's, like, probably my top five of, like, best atmospheric uh, feeling in a movie. Like, yeah. you're totally transported. The scene where she's, like, listening to music and dancing. Um, in the, and playing pool. Yeah, yeah, I was, like, so... Yeah, that's, I, was I so, love that like, scene. transfixed. That's a very 80s, like, uh, pastime with, like, playing pool. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Color of Money, Tom Cruise style. <laughs> like, yeah. Very true. Which... By the way, Color of Money is a really good movie. Oh, well, yeah, that's I, true. Isn't Jackie Gleason in it? or Jackie Ooh, Gleason? Is like one of his last movies, maybe? Oh. I don't know. I don't remember that well. Was no, that, no, no, maybe not. Was that Tom Cruise? I just... Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's, it's Tom Cruise. I just remember I went back and rewatched it because 
because it was Scorsese, so it's worth a rewatch. Oh, I did not know that. But like, yeah, I've never even heard of oh. it. Oh, well, that's because you're uh, I'm, a you're little. Young. I'm very young. You're a little baby. Yeah. I'm very young. <laughs> you're not that young. Yeah, but Paul. I mean, I'm 27, but like, <laughs> 80s movies are lost that's on me. That's true. But Paul Newman was definitely in it. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and he's Paul definitely Newman. worth a watch. He yeah. is a handsome man. He was. Yeah, I I used to think it was I I kind of lumped it in with the cocktails of the '80s movies. Yeah, where I thought it was just, <laughs> I thought it was just a stupid, dumb, idiotic like pool playing movie, but it's actually legitimately great film. It's not just a stupid, dumb sports movie. <laughs> yeah, good, it's good words. Like a... <laughs> Like a, a Hustler's Apprentice type. I was going to say that. It was like The oh. Hustler. It's the, it's it's the spiritual sequel to The Hustler. To the hustler yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. A spiritual sequel? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's 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 made by different people, and yeah. it's not like a like rigidly Was Paul Newman sequel. in The Hustler? Paul Newman's in both Is of like them. Is yeah. Cincinnati kid or something? And I think he's the same person. I think yeah, he's, he's the same, same person character. in both of them. What's his, nick- what's yeah. his name? Eddie Felson. Oh, I thought one of them had like a city nickname. Minnesota Fat. Yep, that sounds right. Jackie <laughs> <Jeffy> Gleason. <laughs> that sounds right. But you don't need to see The Hustler to watch Color of Money. True, true. Okay. They are very uh, far removed in time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they're both good. I'm out of movies. Yeah, as am I. For the moment. Yeah. Um, ha- we got on... <laughs> We got to the the hustler and color of money from Troll Hunter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no. Somehow we got to House of the Devil because we were talking about. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut off. Oh yeah, because Troll Hunter barely made the 2010 cut. Troll Hunter, yeah. Troll Hunter is really good. It's a uh, foreign again, like Dutch or some. It, no, it's like Scandinavian, not, um, like Norway yeah. or Sweden. I think it's Norwegian. One of the languages not recognizable to English speakers. So uh, it ain't French and they, they look like it us, Spanish. They do not sound like us. Yeah, Troll Hunter. Oh, they did such a great job of like accommodating for the fact that they didn't have like massive CGI budget, except that it actually works better because the CGI in Troll Hunter is legitimately good. It's a good looking movie, and it's they use just the shadows and the dark. It's good. It's fun. And it's a little bit like you, you you look at those characters when they hear the stomping of the trolls. Yeah. And you go like, you people are in danger. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Get the hell out of there. Yeah, it's Norwegian. I just looked it up. I loved the little, like the Scandinavian kind of folklore. And also that it was yeah. like such a, it was really unique movie, you know? Like, I kind of love monster movies. That was like a totally unique and terrifying monster, but also... The movie was pretty, like, fun for, like, probably the first three-fourths of it till it, like, started to get serious. And I was, like, I was kind of emotionally involved with, like, the characters. And uh, I, yeah. I wish there was a sequel. <laughs> but, yeah. Apparently his <laughs> the latest is The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I, I, know. Did, yeah. I did not make it through five minutes of because I, I can't watched... stand body horror. I watched the whole thing, and uh, it really lost me in the last, like, 20 minutes. Oh, no. Yeah, it was disappointing, but anyways. <laughs> uh, Monsters. Monsters. Is my last one. Would you call that a horror movie? 
Um, the thing is, I put it in the same category as Troll Hunter. Yeah. So, I mean, it is like monsters occupying Earth. So true. Yeah, that creature, is fair. It's definitely creature feature. So, I I would say it's maybe an outlier. Yeah. In horror, but it felt almost more like a love story than with monsters in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, I wouldn't call it a rom-com or a No, no, no. <laughs> it's like an indie love story with monsters. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, typical. Yeah. Typical. Like, just <laughs> one of those that come out, you know, in thousands every year. Right, right, right. Yeah, but it did, I did yeah, I, it was, uh, I, I appreciated it. I think it, uh, there, because it, it dealt with, uh. Issues of class and race and mm. demilitarized zones and, you know. Yeah. But. Okay. I think I'm out of movies. Are you guys I'm, out of I'm movies? I'm definitely out. I mean. I'm out of movies. My voice is uh, barely, barely there. But. I feel good about it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited to see uh, what, how this evolution and renaissance of horror movies continues to unfold yeah as am i yeah we're living in like the you know second golden era of horror yeah i feel Mm. that way maybe third actually i don't know and i appreciate that there are more you know there's more directors of color there's more women directors that are getting Mm -hmm. into it and so you're you're getting horror movies from different perspectives and yeah. So, and there's so many weird little subgenres that are like pretty much new like in the last couple of years. Right. And uh it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, like movies that take advantage of technology, like you know, unfriended or you know. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um What was the one that just came out? What? Um, that I went and saw with John Cho. Searching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Searching. That was, like, I enjoyed more searching. of a mystery, but I loved it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it was totally, like, I was on the edge of my seat, like, even though it's basically exactly, like, unfriended, where it's all on the screen. Yeah. But I thought they did it a lot better. Yeah. Well, uh, cool. if you made it through this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you listening, and, uh. Next up, for our next episode, we will be discussing some upcoming uh, releases in 2019 that we are excited about. All right. But until then, uh, I don't know. <laughs> good night. Good night. <laughs> and good luck. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Good night. Bye.